was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode 111. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about the absolute fail of Twitter's uh, 799 verification, uh, the recent crypto collapse, uh, Twitter, not Twitter, duh, Twitch niching down to equal to 970 million. I'm going to talk about that. Uh, enjoying the fruits of your labor and more. Moose, how we feel about this episode? Yeah, this is this is where a lot of the new big businesses were starting to see some turnover and some changes. It's like, you know, when new businesses have been at it for a while and you're starting to see like stuff come to come to fruition or come to life. So this is gonna be interesting, y'all. Let's dive into it. Let's get into this intro. Kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now, joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And of course, this is powered by Ecamm Live the number one all-in-one live streaming platform, which also allows you to pre-record any types of video that you want to have a highly produced show, not just video, show. So you can have audio isolation, you can have your transitions, lower thirds, the whole nine through Ecamm Live. So we're giving a 14-day free trial on us if you just go to www dot nickyandmoose.com slash ecam that's e-c-a-m-m to enjoy your 14 uh free day trial moose how are we feeling man things are good things are good um let's see other than Mm. things being really good Uh uh-huh yep yep It's like you know, and things are just so good that you, you just continue you don't to say brag things on are how good. good. They are, yeah. yeah. You're just like, man, am I about to really sit here and brag about how good things are? It's okay, like, who wants to hear that? You know, a lot of people from people who want to know more about you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man, man. No. Um, let's see. Yeah. No. Things are great. Things. Things are just. <laughs> I love y'all, man. Oh my I goodness. Uh. Okay. To get to know more about. Moose, just go to the after show. He says three more sentences compared to what you just heard, Valid. right? Valid. Um, Valid. As far as for me, good God. <laughs> um, I had a speaking gig this week and realized that um, I really don't go outside. This is really, I really <laughs> don't go outside. Um, shout out to Isaiah. He's in town because uh, he was recording the whole thing and we're just discovering uh, Virginia like I haven't been here for like over five, ten years. Uh, Good minute. And yeah, 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 yeah. So we're, we're exploring things. And then, of course, uh, when I was at the speaking gig, they were like, oh, we would love to book you. Like, I know you live in New York. I was like, actually, I live 15 minutes away. What? Just, what do you mean you live? You've been here this whole time? 
Yeah, like, just, just, yeah, I'm extremely low key, right? And they're like, extremely. I'm like, yep, mm-hmm, yep. Uh, we walked outside downtown, uh, the little downtown that it has, and there was somebody who came through, like, saw me, like, your voice is so distinctive. I know who you are. Let's take a picture. I said, okay, cool, right? And uh, uh, she was like, yo, next time you have, when you're in town, let me know. I was like, I live here. What? I'm in town all the time. Right. Like, <laughs> what? So yeah. um, I just need to go outside more. I need to, need to go outside more. I like that. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. But I mean, overall, great, great week. Um, trying. I've done very well. I will say this. Um, not letting things stress me out when... Uh, when in normal situations, it would stress people out. Just not letting, uh, understanding that you have to be, look out for yourself. And the first thing of looking out for yourself is making sure that you do not waste energy on things that you cannot control. Mm, and so, talk about it. Uh, so I have, uh, I've, I've learned to express emotions without, giving extra energy that drains me. So that's something that maybe one or two people have, have is struggling with this because I was struggling with it for my whole life. How about that? My whole yeah. life. <laughs> that's some growth right there. That's, that's some real, some real, real growth. Serious yeah. growth. Trying here while still being realistic and optimistic at the same time, which is another, another thing. Yeah. It's, that's a battle. Yes. When you're trying to be optimistic and realistic at the same time, just have a conversation with me and Moose. This is the equivalent of realistic and optimistic at the same time. And we switch all the time. I'm optimistic totally. one day. He's realistic the, that same day. The next day, he's optimistic. I'm realistic. Neither one of us is wrong, but it's hilarious if you was to ever hear our <laughs> conversations on who's gun-ho about a cert certain situation, let's go. And we're like, yeah, um, once these particular things are in order, we can. Oh, it will be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the next day, all right, I'm ready. But those things, as you said yesterday, are not in order. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, remember the things that you said yesterday? I, 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 I got on the same page. But I got on yeah. the same page as you. We were good. Right. That we never. So... Uh, the, the true battle is realistic versus optimistic. That's a, that's um, a good way to put it. It, it is what it is. It's, it's, it. it's, yeah. it's never thinking how I look at it. It's never thinking negative. It's look. It's assessing the situation and giving the best uh, facts to it compared to like. Everything is going to be great, and this is all going to work mm -hmm. out. We're going to work out as a team, and we love each other. And this, this, watch, watch it work. When we come together, it's amazing. It is. But how many times are we going to do this? Oh, yes, you're right. But it's good. This time it's going to work. So it's good growth. Right, right, right. So realistic good growth. Uh, optimistic, and uh, controlling what you can control. People control what you control. But let's get into this episode of 
What's popping? Uh, the segment where we talk about the latest uh, branding, social media stuff from my side and the business side on Moose's side. Uh, we got to bring it back to the last episode where we spoke about this lovely paying eight bucks for Twitter verification. And I said, my only biggest concern was that there was going to be people who to create fake accounts and, uh, it caused a little bit disruption in the real world. And that's exactly what happened. So Mm. Twitter recently just paused this lovely 799 Twitter verification because there was a guap for those people who don't know what guap means a lot of accounts, fake accounts that got verified because they paid the 799 people like George Bush, LeBron James, OJ Simpson, right? Which FBI, which was, if you read them, I'm not putting this, I'm not showing them. And well, maybe Isaiah could show them if you look at the YouTube version, but some of them are just crazy. Okay. LeBron James is a crazy. He just said he was going to officially want to trade out. Right. But the one thing that I found really crazy was that it actually affects real life. Right. So somebody made um, a fake account, fake verified account about, what is it? That, Eli Lilly, right? I think that's like mm. healthcare. What is that, Moose? I think it's healthcare, yeah. right? Yep. And they tweeted on some, we're giving free insulin. And their stock price in real life dropped because a fake verified account said that they were going to give free insulin. Now, that's crazy, first off. Second, you didn't see this coming, Elon. You didn't like Joy. you. I get it. And and I think once again, you get very caught up. Certain people get very caught up in the revenue side of things. Hello, where we have a platform that doesn't really make money. Right. Um, even though I find that very strange and weird because I mean, it's been here for so many years. So I don't think it's such a charity case, but neither here nor there. You tried to uh, do something in order to say these are real users, right? Understanding that the verification is there to show that these accounts are real, that this is the only one. And you just tried to do something for a money play. And granted, I I gave Elon the benefit of the doubt saying, you know what? Maybe you're just trying to get rid of this invisible status of verification. Right. And so you're trying to make everybody even, but when you do that and disrupt what we know of social media and what's real and what's not, and you know, the, the accounts to really look forward to, if you don't really train the people and gradually transition people out and not just a big, like, hello, it's here, figure it out. It causes problems like this, right? It, it, 
people are going to look at the name because they're not necessarily going to look at the username. If you pay attention to the actual at username, you can see a bit of a difference. But nine out of 10 times, people are looking at that, just that name, LeBron James, uh, OJ Simpson, uh, FBI. They're going to see the, the actual name, the profile pic, and they're going to read the tweet and think that it's real. They have to, not everybody pays attention to detail and looks at for the little underscroll or the, the I, no, the one instead of the I, right? Like no one's looking at these things and it could really mess up things in real life. And so for me, I'm like, until you could really figure it out, like, don't, like, you have to gradually educate people. And that's what mm-hmm. makes certain brands successful is when they introduce their audience to new things, there is a time period of education. There is a beta group. There is uh, testing. There is, you know, further education. The, the prime example is when Apple came out with the Apple Watch, right? There was a year of education to a new product, even though it's Apple and it is very, like, we very well known. They could drop something and people are just going to buy it. But at the time, they didn't know that people were ready for a smartwatch or didn't even, like, if there was a use for it. So they did a whole keynote situation like they always do. And then for a whole year, did a campaign of different articles, uh, giving it to different influencers, doing it in magazines, and, and letting the people know that it's coming and giving it to certain people to test. You can't just put something out there and not really know the true reaction that's going to happen. So, I'm not surprised. We called it last week, so not surprised about it at all. But, you know, let's see what Elon does next. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got about <laughs> this Twitter situation. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. I'd like to say always bet on the entrepreneur. And I think Elon is definitely uh, an entrepreneur through and through. But some of these moves, yeah, I don't like to be wrong. So I'm just, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold my comments until more, more things happen before I start really yeah, taking a position. So we shall see, man. We shall see. Okay. But yeah. I wasn't wrong, so it works out. Yummy! Yummy! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love insert, it. Insert where I said the problem last week. You feel me? Um, That's a fact. But Moose, what's what's this crypto thing that's happening? Oh man! So on this, uh, well, I, I was gonna say on this episode, but on this side of the West Popping section, uh, of course, in the business world, man, some of you might be or have been hearing the name Sam Sam Bankman Fried, and uh, or S what do they call him SBF, right? So he is the uh, CEO uh, of a of a big crypto company that uh, 
was almost starting to be the main reason why crypto was still alive in a sense, right? Like mm -hmm. people were banking like, wait, I know crypto is going down, but Sam's company is still going strong. And there's so much value in his company that we feel good about it. By the way, as you can tell, I'm not a crypto enthusiast. enthusiast. I'm really here to take the lesson of what Sam did uh, and tell you guys not to do it. That's more the 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 the, the concept here. Long story nice short. Disclaimer. Yeah, it's just like hey, I'm not even going to try and pretend like I'm the finance guy here. But long story short, he took money from one of his companies and put it into another company, which ultimately was customers' money, mm -hmm. right? And it created a big hole in his balance sheet when he was trying to do an acquisition, right? A company was going to acquire them. And they started to see that there were big holes in his balance sheet uh, somewhere north of $8 billion. Mm. So, of course, that set out alarms like, hold on. So you're not as good as you say you are financially standing wise, right? And so, of course, that brought down the big collapse. I think they said he lost like $16 billion dollars. Uh, which is disgusting, right? So it's it's we're starting to see the trend. Yeah, we're starting to see the trend of billionaires losing billions in a day's time because of this lack of accountability with their own actions, right? At the end of the day, as the CEO of the company, you are the lead man or the lead woman in charge. So what does this mean for us, especially for those of us who are leading information-based right uh, products or services you cannot play with your clients money right you cannot should not don't try to no matter what the circumstances don't take people's money promising them to go one place and then take it put it elsewhere it's just a recipe for disaster so uh, to circle back again you know a, a couple weeks ago of course we saw Kanye they're saying, oh, well, he lost billionaire status. Whatever the case may be, it's you're starting to see that the lack of accountability or the lack of discipline for you as a CEO, the head person in charge of a business, you can help the, the business to climb to crazy heights, but you can also be the main reason why it crashes so quickly. And it's disgusting to see how quickly they're falling. You would think like, man, a billion, that's a lot of money. That's mm -hmm. a lot of money. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it, that's like a thousand million dollars. That's like another way to think of a billion dollars. It's a one billion is a thousand million. So it's, it's a lot of money. So to lose, imagine losing 16 billion in a couple of days or in a day or whatever. It is. That's bananas. Yeah. Bananas. All for lack of accountability and lack of discipline. Now, I will say some of the tweets that he put out hinted at the fact that some of the big players in the market played their cards right and were able to beat him out of a position. And that's what led to the collapse. So there could be a little, I don't know, secret societies type situation happening. Who knows? But okay. at the end of the day, you need to know what type of business or what type of situation you're getting into. Long story short, y'all, use this as a lesson. Don't play with your customer's money. Facts. It's well over my pay grade. I'm not talking about nothing about billions. This is, 
I've been lost a million, let alone billions. So I'm I'm good over here. I'm good over here. Uh, Even though I have lost a few few coins off of this crypto situation, not that one, but it affected a lot. So yeah, I lost lost a few coins, but that's okay. It's all right. It's all right. We bounce back. We bounce back. Still up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We bounce back. You know what I mean? But let's get into our one of our favorite segments, uh, things you could have lived without. Of course, we have three things for you to pick up. Um, One for this week is hearing how, how do I want to put this? Uh, just hearing Nick Cannon having another baby. You know what I mean? Like, oh. just, he's at his 12th one right now. Um, I think at a certain point, what, uh, why we keep hearing about it? Like, but hey, maybe somebody likes to hear uh, this grown man and how many kids he's is reproducing. So, uh, things you can live without, one, Hearing Nick Cannon making any more kids, too. Uh, politics being chosen by a coin toss, right? Wow. Uh, Kentucky Town chooses mayor with a coin toss after election uh, ended with a tie. Uh, things you could live without. Politics being chosen by a coin toss. And then uh, last, but definitely not least, uh People, anybody, canceling Kyrie Irving. Mm. Uh, I will say, for me, uh, well, let me recap before I go into what I'm picking. So that's uh, hearing anything else about Nick Cannon, uh, politics being chosen by a coin toss, and people and businesses and companies canceling Kyrie Irving. Uh, for me, I'm going to say anybody that cancels Kyrie Irving, I think that's trash. I think I could mm-hmm. deal without. Um, I think I will say this as even though if you are watching this video and seen any of my videos, I really uh, like Jordans that are made by Nike. I think what Nike did was trash. That's beyond yeah. trash. Uh, and that's not even getting into politics is so much because that's not what we do here. But uh, just because an individual used his platform to find out more about his name and who he is and just found out something and just tweeted it and all this happened. Now I can understand the Ky- the, the Kanye. I think Indeed. that was a little bit more targeted. I think he was podcast. way more yeah. verbal, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Regardless of where his heart is. Um, I think he said certain things. I don't think Kyrie say anything. And so the fact that I could, you know, like I said, as much as I love Nike, it, it pains me to say that I can't support Nike on this one. And you got an old, Philip Knight is 92. Some years old looks a hundred. Talking about current events is stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Puma, if you want to replace all these stuff, 
Cool. Mm. Cool. But okay. Wow. You want to cancellation of Nike? Wow. I can't. Yeah, that, cause that means to Jay's got to go too, like that Nike Jay's boom. Right, out. I'm 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 hurt. I'm hurt by it. Wow, I'm hurt by it. Like yeah. I, hmm. it makes me, and I have Kyrie's downstairs. I have Kyrie's. Now like I can't, I can't buy, I can't wear them. So it's like it hurts my soul. It hurt like yeah, that's tough. But I I really, I really for me, I just didn't think it was that deep. But I, I think it was a rollover of what Kanye did. And so they were already riled up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, let's send a message. It's one of those. It's like, uh, I don't want you to think that we will stay as quiet, say, as Adidas. And so we're going to take a very message sending stance so that we show we are really against it here. I don't think it was that's I agree with you. Look, I'm I'm again and I'm not co-signing whatever messages were passed on. It listen, I'm just saying, at the end of the day, a guy like Kyrie, this has been his track record. He's always shown that he right. is serious about himself beyond being an athlete. And so when you see him do something subtle like that, sure, you want to penalize him, you want to sit him five games, cool. Do you want to go to the extent of having him do a laundry list of things to get back into? Come on. That's not that serious. And then on top of it, you want to cancel the partnership? Pretty stupid. And I think actually on this podcast, if I'm not mistaken, when he was on the I Am Athlete podcast, we did a clip of his on here. Mm -hmm. And his shoes are probably like the top selling shoe under Nike's brand too. So it's just, it's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Well, clearly they don't. It's been proven that uh, companies don't care about how much that individual makes because, once again, Kanye pretty much carried Adidas and that got cut. And so now they are looking at it like, oh, here, we'll cut this one too. Like, I just, I'm very confused by this one. And once again, I'm not into politics. I'm not into that whole anti-Semitic, all, all that stuff. I'm not into it, I, nor do I support anything anti-anything, right? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if you look at facts, I think people got this wrong and it's just a bad, it's just a bad look. It's just, I don't, I don't support it. But people, you pick Nick Cannon, coin toss, people canceling Kyrie. You choose, let us know. Put in the comments, uh, put in your stories, however you want to go about it. Just let us know. So, blueprint time, people. Blueprint time. And uh, we're going to start off with the lovely topic of niching down, right? Uh, We hear it all the time. We've gone over it a few times whether on the live, whether on an episode of the importance of niching down. But can niching down give you $970 million? Let's talk about this, right? So uh, one of the uh, like former CEOs of Twitch, right, broke down why, and I think his name, please, I may butcher this, 
I know the first name is Michael. The last name uh, could be. Uh, nope, not doing it. <laughs> CEO, former we're, CEO we're, of Twitch, Michael. We're bad with names on this podcast. Michael y'all. S. Just, all right, yeah, Michael S. Yeah. There we go. Michael S. Mm-hmm. Um, did an interview recently and talking about how they got to where they are sh- streaming only and in the beginning only gaming content. So let's talk about it. I think the important distinction we made was that at the time, a lot of the content on Justin TV was copywritten content that streamers didn't own, or it was content that wasn't very interesting. But about 20% of the content was people playing video games, and people liked that. Let's go down that path. That was a big decision, but it was kind of a focusing decision. It wasn't really a changing decision. You know, the technology was the same, the site was the same. And at the time, we called it Justin TV Gaming, and we just built a clone of our site that only had the video game stream. And then we rebranded that as Twitch later. First off, can I just say that uh, your data and your analytics can make you a lot of money? Critical. Can we just can we just state that right? You can. Um, the the fact that so a little bit of a background is that. Um, as you saw that or heard that Twitch used to be called Justin TV, right? And it was this guy, um, who literally had a camera everywhere he goes, made a show about himself. And it was like, people would do pranks on him from things to like, uh, ordering mad pizzas to the crib to cops even coming in and doing investigation, right? But they realized between that and just some of the things that other people were making, it just wasn't that, like, it, we couldn't do anything with the content. But people really liked the gaming uh, when they streamed games and people actually watched other people play games. So okay, let's let's expand on this. Let's let's just focus on this. The the software doesn't uh doesn't change. You know, the people don't change, but our focus and turning it into one thing in, at that time uh then created extra value for that particular platform and I think about you know how maybe some of the answers of what we're looking for from my side of like content, right, and social media to Moose's side with with figuring out what the business could be and, and maybe the products and services to pick is literally in the data because their data showed uh, concentrate on gaming and by concentrating on gaming, they got acquired by Amazon for $970 million. That's crazy. Right. And okay. I'm all for niching now, but it made me want to look at my analytics and be like, okay, I know, I know what my audience wants, but can I look a little bit more and, and see uh, if I focus on these particular things, then I can kill it even more. Right. Even with, um, how I want to do with uh, Deeper Than the Brand uh, with a certain program, I'm like, oh, 
concentrate on content and community. That's Ooh. it. Those are your two bread and butters. As much as yeah, you talk legit. about content and as much as you say they have to get off social media and create a community, stay right there. Don't go into all these other things, right? Stay right there. And this is a recent shift doing based off one, understanding what was said, uh, where the energy is, but also what people always ask further questions about. So uh, my question to you is when does one really check the data to narrow things down? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, and just before I answer this, I want to say too, I, I, part of the reason why the short the the shortcomings happen uh you know what what is that what is that saying uh, pride comes before fall you know mm -hmm. i think jay says it almost certainly and it's like man it's true it's true i think every entrepreneur gets too obsessed with their way and what they want ahead of the data the proof the facts and that tends to lead to the downfall now i think numbers matter there is no perfect time to start checking the numbers quite honestly you need to be checking the numbers all the time right it's very important it does get to a point where data management becomes incredibly essential right? because you have to figure out some ways to categorize the information that you're collecting what's most important what's most relevant and are, is the way you're looking at it actually converting or the relationship that you're seeing between the numbers and what you're predicting, is it actually true? So for example, I might say, these set of numbers here mean that if I were to do more, I can make more. Well, is that relationship actually true? Can you test it and figure out if that's the, you know, the, 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 the result that will come from it? Who knows? But Ultimately, I think what everyone should be looking for are patterns in their data, right? It's like, and, and, I, and I love what you always do because you're constantly testing in the middle of doing the main fundamental things. And I think that can always give you insight into patterns around what your numbers are always telling you because the minute you can catch a pattern, a consistent pattern, it's like, wait a second, every time I post this, I tend to get, on average, this amount of reaction, and that tends to be the most reaction I ever got. Interesting. And as you start picking up on those cues and you find the detailed analysis or the detailed pieces that are, that are contributing to those outcomes, that's when you want to latch on to something and say, okay, it makes sense for me to go more in this direction because I've literally caught on to a pattern in the data. I've tested it, and it's manifested toward the outcomes that I want. And so, you know, listening to him talk, of course, and saying, this is what we saw and we make that transition, it makes perfect sense. And I just think about it. To go from a personal brand to a universal, a universal platform, the name switch mm -hmm. and just the essence of how they use the platform, it makes perfect sense. Can Justin TV be worth nearly a billion dollars? I'm not saying it can't. I mean, we saw Mr. Beast kill it as a personal brand worth multiple billions, at least at the valuation of where he's at now, and fully personal brand. 
Now, would people want to watch video games on that on a platform called Justin TV? Again, I don't know. But Twitch right now makes sense. And of course, because we see all the results or all the outcomes that have come from it. But I got to go back to that piece, man. The minute you catch on to a pattern in your data and, you, and you're testing that what you think it is, it's actually producing outcomes toward that relationship, you, you, you got to latch on to that and take advantage of it. Yeah, there's, there's money in these niches. Just we, We'll keep proving it time and time again, but there's money in these, these niches. I think there's going to possibly, I'll say possibly, because on the after show, I sometimes go rogue and just talk about random mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but there possibly we could be talking about even how they realize, like how you said, where, okay, the show doesn't work. This, this dude running around with a camera doesn't work, but the software does. So let's make this into a platform. Right. And I have a mm-hmm. whole other reason why I want to cover that, but I think that's really important to see that you just you're paying attention to what works and what doesn't work. And you're not emotionally attached to why, like the original reason that you started, that you're the focus is creating something successful, not creating something that you want to personally do. Right. Though that helps and it makes life so much easier. Right. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it, it depends on, the way and how much you want to be successful, the, depending on your definition of that, you know, maybe they, they were happy. They saw some type of level of success, but uh, in this particular interview that we were watching the way they were doing things, they actually were going to run out of money uh, at one point that it cost about like a million dollars to keep it running. And they only were making like, seven to nine hundred K. Uh so they were gonna run out of money in like two months or so. And they had to make some major changes. But once again, they could have been like, ah, you know what? We're going to make this work this way and works all that no. They they pivoted and they made things work. And to see their beginnings to nine hundred and seventy million dollars later I'm, I'm so for niching down. I'm everybody. Uh, if you are listening to this, watching this, please just comment. I'm gonna niche down. That's it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even yeah. care what it is. Just niche down, so we can make some extra coins out here. Man. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a saying that says there are riches in the niches. Yes. Like hey. I like that. There are riches in the niches. That that is fire and and super valid. Absolutely. And the dude and the dude is uh is a New Yorker. You know what I'm saying, fellow New Yorker. So Michael, um, thank you. You know, thanks for uh, for putting uh, uh some more some more good good marks towards uh, New York. We we like New York on the show. So if you ever if you ever you know want to talk a little bit about what you got going on. No, we know that you're at the Y Combinator right now. It's gonna, uh, it's up my alley, you know, appreciate that. You know, definitely, Nick and Moose, uh, tell you people to talk to our people. We'll, uh, we'll do some stuff. Come on. Come on. All right. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, 
super random. Uh, shout out to uh, we we've covered him, Rodney Fig Fig Fig. How do you pronounce the name? Kiff guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from Kiff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he became the first uh, kid from Queens. Became the first creative director of the New York Knicks. So shout out to him. Uh, since you brought up New York, and I was like, hey. you know what? Let's uh, let's recognize Ronnie real quick. Uh, that's really huge. And so shout out to him. But um, our next clip, I had this uh, great conversation with uh, Isaiah. Shout out to Isaiah, right? I was going over an interview with uh, the great producer, uh, Timbaland, and going through his journey of, you know, his ups and downs. And there was something that he said as far as people in his ear uh, saying, you know, enjoy the fruits of your labor. And the result that that created was very interesting to the point where I'm like, see, this is why I stay home. This is why I stay inside. This is why I stay inside. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of work is being done inside. But uh, you should, you should hear this. Let's just, let's listen to this. I ain't was one to go out and then people like, you got to enjoy the fruit of your labor. That's what me up. You know what I'm saying? I should have stayed what I was doing. Mm. You know, that way I wouldn't have never got caught off guard when it evolved. And everybody do it. And that's when I kind of like start, that's when I started, this, the consistency started to fade a little bit because I thought I was bigger than the music. Mm. Big bars. Big bars. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't want to say that this is an, maybe an, an absolute amongst everybody, but a large majority, I got to say, they eventually crack the code. And a lot of times they will stop doing the thing that got them to where they are. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I don't know what it is about us as humans, but we work so hard, we work so hard, we finally find a formula that, that gets us there. We break through and then once we're on the other side, we stop doing the very thing that helped us get to the other side. You could call it, we have this. Uh, and by the way, the reason why I'm saying that is because this literally happened to me, right? And, and I think that you get to a point where you start to feel as though I am so good at what I do, there's no way I will ever fall back to the level I was at, say, months ago or when I first started in my career. And the saying goes, man, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's just that's just period, point blank. There's no one who can stay sharp or at the top of their game when they're not constantly in the gym or working at whatever their craft is, right? Whatever your gym is for your craft, you got to stay in it. You got to stay in it. You may not notice it day over day, but month over month, it is guaranteed. You're going to start to notice a step difference or it's like, oh, the reaction time or the processing time. Something is not as sharp. The creativity isn't there. I'm not as, I'm not as on it as I was. But what's that a result of? You got comfortable. You got complacent. And now I know there's a layer to it that is, oh, temptation or other people influencing you to say, hey, come on, like en enjoy what you work so hard for. But this is where it's more important to think about who do you have around you that's reminding you of the big picture or the vision that you said, you know, you eventually wanted to get to or make happen and bring to fruition. So 
You know, I think whether you look at it from a personal standpoint or a business standpoint, it all comes down to don't stop doing the things that got you through to the other side once you're there. Like, don't just get to the other side and be like, oh, all right, I'm good. Never going back there again. Mm-hmm. And you let your foot off the gas and you start to drift. That's the dangerous part about drifting. I don't know how to swim. So, of course, I'm like super. You don't know uh, how to swim? I don't. I don't. It's um, well. I'm, but I'm tall. You know, I think I think part of the issue is... Can you doggy paddle? Possibly. It depends. Okay. Maybe. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you yeah, float? I could, yeah. Not for long. <laughs> it's like, wow. you know, yeah, yeah. But let me just, let me just make you the point. You look just like you could swim. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. It's important. You know, we're trying to go places. Yeah, you need, you. A, you need to know like, how to... Come on. I thought, I thought at you least swim, float. Right? We're trying to go places. Yeah. No, but 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 that's why I think the drift is so crazy, right? And it's such a powerful example because a lot of times when you start to drift, I don't know if you've ever say gone jet skiing or you're just kind of like floating there and you let five minutes go by and you're not doing much. So mm-hmm. oh, I got my life jacket on though. I'm chilling. Oh no, I'm good. So oh no, I could get there. It's it's right there. It's it's not too far. I could I could just like a couple seconds, I'll be there. You let a couple of minutes go by, a couple more minutes go by, and next thing you know, that distance, that drift, it happens gradually and you don't know that it's happening. And that's the issue when you start talking about, you know, this same example here, you start to drift and you don't know that it's happening. So when you try and get back to your position or where you once were, you're like, oh, dang, I fell off. And sense. yeah. Makes sense. I don't know if that's what you kind of saw or, or, you know, want to take with this one, but that's immediately where my mind goes. When I think about it. No, I think I, I got a similar but but a little bit different side when when I heard this because I really think this applies to those who want to stay competitive, right? Because I think when you uh, reach a certain level of success, that some people do want to enjoy that, right? And so if they fall off, it's okay. They, they reach their level of success. Right. They've been able to do what they wanted to do and they they keep it moving. Now, I do think this is something for those who want to stay competitive in their industry or they want to stay on top of their industry to where, you know, you can enjoy a bit, but don't get too comfy. Right. Because the second you lay off the the uh the gas there's somebody else who's right there and if you're okay with that then that's fine but if you're not then there has to be a balance of like okay let me get my let me enjoy this let me splurge a little bit you know but I'm right back in right um what I love about this particular clip it has everything to do with like being totally immersed in your craft. Like he was killing the game and, and working with uh, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, Madonna, when he stayed in the lab, right? When he was working on his craft all the time, then the consistency was there. The second that he started listening to people, maybe paying attention back then there was no real social media, but maybe uh, related 
to the times now, maybe looking at social media and seeing that people are out vacationing, buying all these things. Yo, me too. I want to do that too. And it actually creates inconsistency. And that's something when we're looking at success, the true key to success is consistency. I don't care if you started from zero or whatever, the more that you do it and you do it every single day, you're going to beat the people who do it once in a while. Mm. No matter if every single time they put out something, they do something, it's a hit. They remember the people who had consistency because cool. Someone had one hit when we're thinking about Tim and music. Somebody had one hit, but Tim had a hit with Jay-Z, had a hit with Madonna, had a hit with uh, Aaliyah, had a hit with Genuine, had a hit. Like, it starts to beat that one hit, that, that major one hit that one person had, and you're building a consistent legacy rather than just this one thing or maybe a few things. So... If you're trying to be competitive and you're trying to always be in the top of the mind, understand there needs to be a balance of enjoying. I'm not saying work 24 seven and that's it. And boom, boom, boom. But there are seasons where you have to be immersed in what you do Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and at least create a system to where when you are enjoying the fruits of your labor, you're not falling off. Like he, there was a key part where he was like, yo, if I stayed in the studio, I wouldn't have been left behind when things evolved. There's going to be new technology. There's going to be uh, new hardware, software, new people, new connections, new way to network in any type of industry. And with him, Because he laid off and he thought he was bigger than what he is. Shoot. Laptops Mm. and being able to do beats on your phone and and you don't have to lug a big piece of hardware anywhere. You could do everything remotely. He had to play catch up. Yeah. He had to play catch up even from just in his era. Right. And I'm, For those people who are not into hip hop or understand it, I apologize. But this is where he said, yo, this is where the Swiss beats started to beat me. This is where the Pharrells started to beat me. Right. And and producers where he was known as the top, then they started to come out because they saw that Tim laid off a little bit. Right. And what we have to look at when it comes to us and our brands is are we being consistent? That's the point blank period. Are we so uh, immersed in what we need to do that we're working on it every single day, making it a priority every single day, whether you're competitive or not, so that people do not forget your name? Mm. That's it. At, the, at a point, they weren't mentioning his name. Not because he wasn't skillful, not because he wasn't the best, is because he wasn't there. He wasn't the top of the mind. When you looked at the charts, his 
stuff wasn't there no more. For you, the, 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 the listener, the viewer, are we allowing space where people can forget our name and remember somebody else's and go to another brand, go to another business, go to another product service, right? That's the only way to reach true success in the levels that you want is consistency. And consistency doesn't necessarily mean for some every single day is just a commitment to a set time. I'm going to do this every single Monday, every single Monday, Tuesday, Friday, right? Depending who you are. And like I said, from a competitive level, you, is this something I'm going to do every single day? Like I said, it, it, I don't, but some people will hit success and be okay with it. I know a few people right now that reached a certain level of success and have taken their foot off the gas and they're happy. Right? But I don't know how happy they will be if there's somebody who passes them. There's somebody who makes more money than them. Somebody who gets more uh, recognition than them. I don't know how happy they will be then right now. They're happy because there's no one that's there, but there's somebody behind the scenes working to reach that point. Because the thing is, when we are number one as something, or when we are known as the top tier, right? We have opened up a, a floodgate of other people being able to do what we do, right? We have created a whole different lane and it's not from a negative way of, you know, uh, there's going to be people that pass us up. It's more of us being trailblazers of we created something that other people weren't doing. And so now it allows them to be themselves and do exactly what you created, what you allowed that lane to be. But if you don't stay on top of your game, they're going to pass you. The student will pass the teacher. Mm. It happens all the time. If you're okay with that, then that's fine. Enjoy the first week. Go on the vacations. Go do that. I'm, I'm saying go just live your life. But if not, figure out a balance. Figure out that work-life balance. Figure out how you can still stay on top of the game but still have that downtime, that reward time, that recognition time. But it all boils down to consistency. If we don't have that, we don't really have anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any anytime you're trying to run away from the work, man, that's when you get in trouble. And I and I, and I think in a way this is where it helps to make to do the things that you love to do or or find something that you love within the thing that you're doing, because the minute you start running away from the work, that's when, you know, you may not, you may never come back from it because there's nothing keeping you there. So I like, you know, like one of my, one of my uh, role models for this like idea of work-life balance or, or just the commitment toward it. I look at people like Kevin Hart. I look at people like The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. I look at people like Will Smith. Who, who go hard in both, 
They're going to live. They're going to enjoy the crap out of life. But they're going to work ridiculously hard, too. And I think the only way to do both is to have an appreciation and an enthusiasm and, a, and, and like a love for both that you're not running from the work because you love the work. And at the same time, you love life. So when you're doing life, you're all the way committed to life. But it's something about the neutral gray of, of you want to you wanna work when you're doing life and you want to do life when you're working because you want to do a little bit of both all the time. It gets you in trouble because you can't stay focused at, at either one of them. You're never filling your cup at either, at either well because you're at that well looking at the other well. You go to the other well, you're thinking about the other well. Love the work, y'all. Love the work. And I'm not saying, you know, work at the expense of all the other things that are valuable, but love the work. And that's, that's you know, these ideas around like the four-hour work week and the 12-hour, 12-week uh, year, all these. I love it because it's just saying when you lock in, you can do so much more than what the average person does who's trying to be wily, dad, you know, just taking their time with it. You could, you could kill it. Big facts. So uh, last but not least, our segment of this or that. And uh, this one is uh, the work, the art, or <laughs> the money. Work or the art or the money, right? Um, and I think recently I'm feeling a certain kind of way about this. So this may be a good, uh, you know. Good conversation. So Dame Dash was recently on the Diary of CEO and uh, he made a statement when he was referring to Kanye that uh, Moose passed down. And this is how it goes. If we all said forget the money, we'd make so much more. When you're working on your dream, money doesn't matter. If you really, truly love what you're doing, if you're doing it for the love of the art, you ain't really worried about the money in that moment. The difference between Jay and Kanye, and I say it, Jay is about the money, period. And Kanye is about the art. Yeah. So, okay. Let me give my real spiel about this one. So, yes, I do believe that if you do something, right, it doesn't have to be about the money. Absolutely. Got it. Woo, woo, woo. As of recently, I feel like there has to be a balance. There has to be a balance. Because understand that I'm realizing the people who are saying this moved with the money first and then realized that, oh, I could do this for free. Yeah. Right. So the message is now going out to the world of do this for free. You know, you if you love something, go do it for free. Blah, 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 blah. And it actually messes up the people from a business side down the line. Mm -hmm. I was I was just recently having this conversation like. It took me years. To feel comfortable charging a certain amount because the message was always you should be able to do it for free 
right? Mm. So, cool. I never understood the transition of service and business. I still struggle to it till this day. Me and Moose had a mm. recent conversation like, okay, help me because uh, I, I can do this all the time. It's right over there. You go, right? Mm. I understand my flaws. And so now I have a person helping me out about it. But if I would have known the real statement, the real true reason why they're saying this, right? I could possibly understand the balance of both and not go from an extreme of only going for the money or only going for the free. I would understand the balance and the transition period of there's, there's a level of service, but then we have to talk about business at some point. We have to talk about, because we have bills, we have uh, a life, we have uh, a family, and that doesn't go away because we love something, Yeah. right? We, we, we're in a time that the things that we love can make us money. Point blank period, right? There's nothing we do in this day and age right now that can't make money. But because of some messages, and I'm not saying he's wrong, I'm just saying there are certain things you need to do and understand and understand your worth before you get to the point of, you know, if you, you do something, you should be able to do it for free. And it has to be about the art and only about the art. You're, and this is why there's a lot of struggling artists. This is why there's a lot of struggling creators, right? There's a, this is why when people transition into new skills, skills and everything like that, that they do it for free for way too long than they're supposed to. And those people figure out too, now I wouldn't say too late, but later in life of, oh, snap. I was actually supposed to charge you this. Oh, wow. You been getting this on the super low. Mm. And what I'm also realizing is that while you are in this, I'm doing it for free. This is my love. This is my passion. I have no problem. There are people who will pay way more over market value to the person who sucks compared to you because they got their business right. And it will leave you in a situation to where, how do I want to say this without saying so much? It will leave you in a situation that will leave you so uncomfortable down the line that it will make you question if you were doing it right or wrong the whole time, mm. right? I, and I'm speaking fully transparent. I love what I do. I do regret not understanding the business size sooner. Yeah, you hitting on today. That's crazy. I have no problem 
doing what I do for free. But I wish I would have understood the business side so I had the ability to choose when I do it for free. Sometimes I wasn't given that choice because I didn't understand the business side. And I'm still learning the business side. And personally, I feel a little behind on certain things because I moved with the, this is my passion and I love it and I'm going to do it for free. And truly, that was a really ignorant side of me that I didn't understand until recent situations. So yes, I do believe in the service value. I speak on that all the time. I do believe if you love to do things, you could do things for free. But if you're really trying to make a business, if you're really trying to provide for yourself and for your family, you need to understand the business side first and then be able at your own will to do certain things for free or to create boundaries and this is a paid situation and have a balance of that. But not saying they're wrong, not saying Dame Dash is wrong, not saying anybody who says those things is wrong, but they all did, they're not speaking about the experiences into where they got to that point. Because each of these people who are saying that moved for money first and have been very vocal about their business and how they get to the money way quicker than the service. So we have to pay attention to those things. So yes, I felt a certain kind of way today. Yeah, air, can you air, or, air horns this? Yeah. Nah, you killing them today. You really, yeah. What you have for breakfast today? Uh, Waffle House. Wow. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Yo, that is so good. I'm serious. That is so good. You got to know the game you're playing. You know, I, I, I laugh when I see like Kyrie, not laugh as in like, haha, but it's like, it's, it is kind of crazy to me. It's like, we, we complain about Kyrie getting, you know, dropped by Nike and uh, my, uh, my brother Colin Kaepernick getting blackballed, all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we blame it on the system. It's not going to stop. They will continue to do it. They don't care that you now know this about them. Mm-hmm. They will continue to do it. The only difference is... What are you going to do differently now that you know this information? And the more that you sit and complain about it, the less energy that you have to commit toward the solution. And I look at this as the same thing because you're talking about free work. (laughs) Like, I don't care that they dressed it up around, oh, you should love it so you should do it for free. It's free work. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing to me. So the only time free is valuable is when it's worth a lot of money. Right. 
Think about it. Like if somebody came outside, grabbed a, a leaf off of a tree and said, Nikki, man, here you go. You're going to be like, what? It's, it's free. Now, if someone found a 10-carat diamond, say, yo, Nicks, take this one. for. It's on me. Take this one. You're going to be like, oh, the, the presidential Rolex? Mm -hmm. What? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. I had to come back with a different example. I see you. I see you. Pres the presidential? Right. Take this one for free. You're going to be like, what? So the only time free is valuable is when it's worth something. All right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just free. And the only way you add that worth or that value to your work is by being able to make money of it. So I agree 100%. I did think this was going to be a versus, but there is no versus here. This is 100% accuracy. You got to know the game that you're playing, the ins and outs of it, and how to make money. The only time you work without worrying about the money is when you prove to yourself that you can make money working on the, around the skill set that you have or working in the business or the brand or the... The, the industry that you're passionate about. It's like, once you prove to yourself that you can make money, you don't walk around it, you know, day to day, looking at your bank account like, oh my God, how am I gonna? No, that's it. That part has taken care of itself because you know that you proved to yourself. You can make money in this industry. You're here to stay as long as you're showing up and you're consistent. And so I'm with you 100%. Know the game that you're playing and don't expect or accept free because it's dressed differently around your passion. Big facts. We had to go late on this one, people. We had to go late on this one. All right. Yeah, this was good. Um, first and foremost, make sure you uh, comment, tweet us uh, if you want to be on that platform. Um, if you're watching this live, hit us up on the chat um, of what you would live without, what you could live without. Remember that as well as how do you feel about this particular topic we just went over with the this or that, right? Um, and any gems that you got out of the blueprint as well and what you're going to apply, okay? So follow us everywhere uh, at Nikki and Moose, no matter what platform it is. Uh, Moose, final words. Yeah, if you really want to get your money right, stop worrying about closing the sale and think more about opening the relationship. That's the difference between sales and service. Take care of your people.